Hi, I'm your host, Marlo Lemon, and you're listening to Wild Voice, the podcast where I take this voice of mine and share my wild journey with you. Being widowed at 34 with a 15-month-old, most would see as life-ending, and instead, I alchemized it and put life back together, and it became more beautiful and fulfilling than I could have ever imagined. Through this life shift of mine, I realized who I am and what I'm here to do. I'm an intuitive energy healer, and sharing how I view the world is how I help you upgrade your life and alchemize your journey into magic. From day one, I wanted to share my journey, call it intuition, but I knew it was going to do more good out in the world than keeping it to myself. So when I say I've mastered life, that doesn't mean I'm perfect, or that life is. I mean I've mastered the concept of life, and I want to share that with you. Okay, in today's episode, I want to share with you something that ironically, I'm very excited about, but it's about how to get excited about things. This is something I've learned more recently. I've actually been working towards it for quite some time, but just clicked more recently in the last couple of months. And I want to share with you what I have found out and some easy ways to make life feel more fulfilling. Now, I'm going to give you a little example and give you a little story time on how this has, how this kind of came about in full circle moment. So, life and what I've shared with you, it's very clear. I'm very intentional about my choices, right? Very intuitive. I check in, I do this and that. I kind of also go with the flow. There's a lot that I just let happen, but there's a tiny piece where I have to be intentional to create and direct that energy. We talked a little bit about directing energy in last week's episode with masculine and feminine energies. Same thing. I have to, although I hang out in the feminine and I'm very fluid and I like to see what happens and just go with the flow and what feels right, I also have to have that percentage of intention so I actually can get things to come to fruition. With the life that I have created over time, so now I'm into this almost five years of this new life that I have been living with Nash taking things, molding them, figuring out what it is I actually want. And that has been the biggest eye-opener. Get clear on what it is that you want. And I tell people the next level of that is how do you want to feel? Now, when I have people talk about a partner, let's say they're single, but they're wanting to attract a certain partner or a certain lifestyle or a certain job. I tell them to write down on a list, on a paper. I, I like things tangible, but you could put notes in your phone. You could write it in a journal. You could write it on a piece of scratch paper. I don't even care. You could write it on your shower you know, window with the steam water or whatever. But write down things that how you want to feel. Because if I tell you, write down things you want, you will find it's very physical, physically oriented. Like if someone says in a partner, like I say, what is it that you want in a partner? I will most likely get things like um, funny, wealthy, successful, strong, and then they get very detailed. Um, Tall, big arms, you know, they go through this, I just give you some of mine. Um, They go through this checklist, right? And then I have them go back through and I have them say, okay, Now I want you to go through those things that you're wanting 
And I want you to attach a feeling to it because there's a feeling and a reason why you want it on a physical level. So if I want someone who has, as in a partner, who is tall and has big arms, okay, it's really about the feeling I get from that more so than those physical things. Now, that doesn't mean that the feeling I want can't translate into what I physically want but it's doing it backwards. If I'm going straight to the physical, I'm going straight to like the end result without figuring out that middle piece. And we don't necessarily get, that's why a lot of times we say things that we want, we get them and it doesn't feel fulfilling. It's because we didn't really connect it to how we want to feel. So going back to that feeling of strong arms and tall, feeling safe, feeling protected. Those are things that feeling like strength, right? Like someone has my back, like someone is there for me. That's this grounding force, regardless of what comes up. There isn't anything that can get access to me. That is to me now that is very different, right? That, that changed certain emotions and how you felt very differently than if I were to just say, I'm looking for someone who's tall and has big arms. I have now painted a picture for you. I have created and attached an emotion and an outcome of why I want those things. So now my higher self, source, insert whatever you believe in, the universe, it now can understand what it is I'm wanting because they might think, okay, you want this particular physical thing, but you want this feeling. Let me give you that feeling and show you it doesn't need to be in that same physical form, or sometimes it does. It's not pigeonholing the things that we want based on what we think they should physically look like. We're actually going off of the feeling, which is how we should do anything. So back to the idea of what we're wanting to create, what we're wanting in our life. Get really clear, and you can go through and go through all the things you want and do that kind of like on a human brain level to flush it out. And then go back through and connect on how you want to feel. And that will be very easy to kind of, it gives you almost like a... Um, structure, like a blueprint on how to connect your feelings. Because sometimes just writing down how do you want to feel is a little harder for us to grasp because it is a more abstract concept. So starting that way, don't even think twice, just write down all the things you want, physical level, whatever it is, and then go through and attach a feeling to those things. And you'll figure out you're actually looking for the feeling. Same thing with money. When people write down how much money they want. If you realize there is an amount, but no one really knows what that amount is. And when they put an amount, they always feel like they could have more, right? Or even if someone gets the amount they're wanting, wins the lottery, there's this feeling you want from money. So it's better to acknowledge and attach the feeling to it instead of an exact amount. Because again, if I pigeonhole myself and say, I want um, annually to make a million dollars. Okay, that doesn't have much emotion to it, but that would be great, right? I don't know anyone that would say, oh, that's a terrible idea. I'd be like, okay. But I haven't attached why that amount matters. And so who knows that I could be making 2 million, 5 million, 100 million. But what I've done is I pigeonhole myself with a physical answer without attaching what it is I actually want. And I'm actually looking for the feeling. I'm not looking for the actual dollar amount, right? I'm actually looking to feel free that I can do and buy whatever I want at the grocery store and not think twice. 
that I can go and book a trip, that I can go and buy Nash clothes or whatever he needs at any given moment, that that, that if there's an emergency or something that goes on with my car or something I need to buy, that I have the freedom to do that. That to me, freedom and safety, that to me is what allows, like having the freedom to live wherever I want. Having a certain amount of money makes me feel that way. So those are the things you want to look for. So back to the idea of getting clear on what you want is really important. Next, sometimes we get what we want. And although we've attached how we want to feel, that feeling can change. So using myself as an example, creating the life that I've created for Nash and I and changing location and moving to the beach and having this life that I have envisioned for us and then living that life And then understanding, okay, there are some pieces. These are things that I have asked for and that I have created and opened opportunities for and channels and done the work on myself to create these avenues. And I have these things, this podcast, the book that I'm working on, Nash's health, a relationship, a beautiful, fulfilling relationship, living by the beach. These are things that I have manifested in a way in how I live my life how I've done the work on myself, and how I continue to evolve. Well, there comes a point that we have to sometimes learn this tool and this trick on how to connect excitement. Because sometimes we get what we want, and then we're like, oh, okay, next, and we move on to the next thing. That's why I'm not a huge fan of goals. Now, intentions and goals are very different, but goals, we set this expectation for something that also is always very physically driven. So it pigeonholes us. And then also we didn't attach a feeling. So we might get that physical release by meeting that expectation, but we didn't connect the feeling and emotion to it. So it doesn't feel like anything. And that's why a lot of us, nothing's ever good enough, right? We're on to the next thing. We've made, we've made this amount of money. Now we need to make this amount of money to feel safe. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to accomplish this. We need to be this type of parent. We need to accomplish this in our work. So it was the same kind of thing using myself as with the podcast. This was a huge thing to have on my list and very, very exciting and fulfilling. Huge. This is literally my heart, my life, my soul, my purpose out for the world to see. That is a huge, huge deal. I got it out there. And although I've attached feelings to it and emotions and I did all of those things, there comes a point where we need to upgrade that. So I'm giving you kind of kind of like behind the scenes information. So the things that I just shared with you in the first part of this episode, those are important. And I want you to, even if you pause this episode and come back, you know, a month later, a week later, an hour later, whatever it is, but I want you to really resonate with the fact of getting clear on what you want and how you want to feel. That is super, super important. The next level of that and where I'm at today and where I've learned things and what I want to share with you, because I find it super fascinating, is how to get excited about something. So I've noticed what I do. I also notice I say so a lot. So get your brain on board before any action or physical solutions come into place. Now, this is something I realized when I started to like step back and look at how much I do before my brain is on board. Now, you might relate to this in different areas, but for me, it's doing things. It's doing what needs to get done as a mom, as a parent, as a girlfriend, as a sibling, a friend, whatever it is, knowing, okay, 
this person is going to feel this way if I don't do this or this needs to get done. I need to just do it. I don't really feel like it, but I'm going to do it. Cleaning the bathroom. I don't want to do it. I like living in a nice, clean house, so I'm just going to do it. When you do things without getting your brain on board, you start to compile things that do not excite you and you're showing your body. It's like this lack of fulfillment and it drains it fast. Now, it takes some time. Now, don't think just because you did a couple things that you don't want to do that, you know, shit's fucked. But (laughs) what you can know is that when you do that over time and operate that way, it will start to deplete you. So what I noticed that I have to get my brain on board before I do things. Now, do I like cleaning the bathroom? If you were to ask me, do I say that gets me super jazzed and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to clean that bathroom. No, on a normal day, I would not say that's what I do because I haven't connected my brain on why I like it. I have to find reasons on why it excites me before I do it. Why does it excite me? Well, I'm going to picture myself coming into this bathroom and having it be super clean that I don't have to worry that there's any pee on the toilet seat. I don't have to worry that the bathtub is dirty. I don't have to worry that if I drop something on the floor that I couldn't eat it. I don't know why I'd be eating in the bathroom, but you get the idea. I have to connect all the ways on how it's going to feel when I do something like clean the bathroom. It's also going to take this pressure off of me and make me feel good because that is important to me. Having a clean house, that might not be everybody, For me, having a clean house is important to me. That frees up brain space because I think about it constantly. If my house is messy or dirty, it's like energy. It's like bogging things down. I can't focus. So getting excited that not only am I going to be able to enjoy it, these are the ways I'm going to enjoy a nice clean bathroom, how it's going to make me feel, and what it's going to free up and allow me to create by having that extra bandwidth that I don't have to think about it. I'm actually going to create a really awesome episode. I'm going to, you know, get a bunch of stuff done for my book and the editing that needs to get done for that. I'm going to be able to really focus and enjoy my time with my boyfriend or go and have lunch with a friend. These are things that or while I'm cleaning the bathroom, I'm, you know, in this focused state where I come up with the next episode idea. I'm creating and attaching excitement to things that I've very much so humanized. Okay, cleaning the bathroom on a human level would be like, ugh, who wants to do that? What we do is we take it a step further because everything you do in your life, your brain should be on board with it and it should lead and attach to excitement. I've talked about this recently and with the idea with kids in school or anything, anyone for that matter, if we do not find value in it, if we do not find that connecting point or what it does for us, it literally tanks in importance. And we cannot get our brain, our body, our soul behind it. So we have to use our ways of thinking, our thought processes, what we know to use it to our advantage. Okay. Same like with the kids in school example, if kids do not understand why this is valuable for them to go to school, let's say, finish a class, pass a class, they have no interest. Just like how if we were told to do something, but we're not connecting to why it's exciting or why it's benefiting us or what value it brings to us. If it's in our life, it has a value. Even if it's something that's uncomfortable, even if it's something we don't necessarily like, if it is a part of our story, our reality, it is there for a reason. It is there for a purpose. It is there to elevate. 
And we get stuck in this trap of if it's not something that on the outside sounds fun or feels good necessarily, then we push against it. Now, that is the ego pushing against things because the ego is always in fight or flight. The ego sees things and if it doesn't feel good, it instantly senses danger. This is kind of that back in the caveman days fight or flight scenario. If it doesn't feel good, we run. Same thing with emotions, same thing with arguments in relationships, um, same thing with tension with kids, people that don't like confrontation. When we are presented with something, if we do not like the feeling and we do not, then the next step is we don't find value in it, then instantly it's tanked and we aren't even accessing our 100% potential, our intuition, our soul. It's kind of like everything has gone offline. How we connect that is we connect the excitement, we connect the value. So getting clear on, here's some questions you can ask yourself. And I want you to keep these in your back pocket. When you feel like, let's say you're having a shit day, or let's say you're wanting to do something, but you can't get yourself to do it. Or let's say you've gotten what you've asked for, and it's super depressing that it's not bringing you the joy and fulfillment that you thought it would. This is where a lot of people get in that depression state. And I kind of call this spiritual depression for people that are very uh, spiritual um, in the sense of how they operate and live their lives. Like myself, for example, if I have created a life and done things and I have X, Y, and Z, and I continuously with time don't feel fulfilled by it, it's very disheartening and it's very confusing and it's very heavy because you're like, I actually am alarmed because I am getting everything I'm asking for. And I'm not feeling how I want to feel. I'm not feeling fulfilled. This is the key to shifting that. Getting clear and excited about things and getting your brain on board. And these are some questions to ask yourself. What does this mean for my life? So I want you to get clear on that. Like really think with that. Think on that. What does this mean for my life? That could be a relationship. That could be a work opportunity. It could be being a parent. It could be fucking cleaning your bathroom. What does this mean for my life? What will this bring me? What will this bring into my experience that I have been, that would excite me? What is this podcast, using my podcast for an example, what does this mean for my life? It means I am opening doors and opportunities and being vulnerable and putting myself out there. What will this bring me? This will bring me connecting points and ability to help people. And to potentially work with people in this space that I admire and other mentors. How will people treat me different? This is something that's really important. How do you want to be treated? You can create whatever that is. A lot of people think that it's up to outside resources. You just got to get clear on how you want to be treated. And there's certain ingredients to put these pieces together. So these are some of those ingredients for how to get excited about something. Now, this is a bonus. Now, this other one is one that I found took it to the next level and really put all the pieces together for me. So those other three ingredients are, those are what those are to get excited about something. Those are the questions to ask yourself and sit with those. Whether you just say them out loud, you think them to yourself, you write them down, it doesn't even matter. Whatever resonates with you, do that. The bonus question. Connect this to your dreams and your future. So what are your dreams of the future? And I want you to take this thing that you're contemplating or that you're wanting to get excited about or that you're wanting to connect to. And I want you to connect to your dreams of the future. 
And that is something like, what would be really fun to accomplish? What opportunities will you get from this? That's it. Now, sitting and actually processing this and playing with this is the fun part. And this is where I had to also connect excitement. My life is very much so always learning and growing. I joke about being a growth junkie. Sometimes you can talk to anyone who is in this space. There comes a point where you just want to be done learning. You're just tired. You want a break and you just feel like things are coming at you. You might have felt this way in other areas of your life. It doesn't have to be spiritual growth. For me, it's this spiritual growth mindset. And there are times and days that I'm just like, fuck it. I'm so done. I just want to be done learning my lessons. Have I not learned enough already? Give me a break. And then I sit with that and I realize why that would not be exciting for me. Learning and growing is literally what excites me and what fulfills me. And when I start to step back and see what are the things that I'm not getting excited about, it's because I'm not connecting the excitement to what I'm actually getting from it. What it actually is bringing me that I'm actually learning. And if we're not learning and growing, we are dying. And that is the last place that I want to be. The last place I have been in that space before where I have felt like I haven't learned anything new. Now, technically that is inaccurate, right? We know we're always learning and growing. But the awareness and the intention and the excitement that I want things to be new. I want things to be different. I want to feel like things are a little clumsy. I want to try things and have them not necessarily work out how I thought they should. Because this is how I get excited about learning and growing. This is how I show myself you're still alive. You're still figuring shit out. You still have a lot to learn. I know more than yesterday and less than tomorrow. And that is an exciting place to be because I have been in the space of not learning and growing. And any time that I have had the feeling of fulfillment or excitement dip, it is because I have attached it to something that is not truly what excites me. Being to an end result and having life be extremely perfect. There was a moment there, a little hiccup, where I felt like that's what was going to excite me, getting to that end result. And that's an example of what I started with talking about in this episode. I didn't attach actually what the feeling I want to feel. I want to always be learning. That fascinates me. Even learning about random things doesn't have to always be spiritual growth and that sort of that sort of stuff. That's what excites me. So if I take that away by thinking I reach a certain goal and then I'm done. I've just gotten rid of all the things that actually fulfill me and excite me. So I've probably given you a lot of information. Your head probably feels like it's going to blow off. But these are amazing ingredients to keep in your back pocket for how to get excited about something. Thanks so much for being here. Please rate, like, share, and review so we can stay connected and continue this magical journey together. 